Soon it will be a new year, and when the clock strikes 12, I want you to become the new you. And I'm Sergio. And we're starting a whole new marathon. We're doing the Blumhouse Into the Dark movies one a month. We're starting with the January one because we're cool like that. Um, but anyway, first, let's do 10-word reviews of the movie we watched a little too late last night. <laughs> um, the Turning. Oh, yeah. I was like, what did we watch last night? Um, I mean, that could be your review that you just forgot it existed. Uh You know what? Yeah, that's going to be it. Okay. What did I watch? And my review is, the title describes how I immediately turned against this movie. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Um, so, yes, we are here today to talk about the, I believe, the fourth episode of season one of Blumhouse's Into the Dark, the television motion picture. Event. Um, <laughs> event, yeah. It's called New Year, New You. And here's the plot. A group of old friends gather for a girl's night on New Year's Eve. But as they begin to rehash old memories, many of the gripes they've been harboring manifest in murderous ways. Yep. Um, but also, um, the the way they spelled girls' night was like G girl apostrophe s, and I was like, oh, one girl has a night. <laughs> one girl has a night. Like they arrived for a girls' night, and I'm like, oh, which girl? <laughs> okay, I get you. Anyway, uh, that just amused me. Mm-hmm. We rate all of our movies out of five on scariness, campiness, effects, and quality. Sergio, what's your scariness score? Two. Hey, me too. Yeah, the movie isn't really... Um, the movie, I feel like, is very artsy. It takes some... It makes some artistic decisions that I don't necessarily agree with. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that hampers down the scariness aspect of it. What might some of these decisions be? Well, there's a lot of like flashbacks to the past Ooh, and yeah, they're not rough. really like clear flashbacks. They're more like, you know, just kind of like vignettes, which it makes sense because it's kind of like, you know, memories are being triggered and she's also trying to repress them and not remember them. Mm. So it makes sense as to why they're doing it. It's just you get like, like literally like snapshots, like in the middle of the movie or looking at something again, looking at back at something that we haven't seen yet. And then it's just it's just it's confusing and it kind of pulls you out of it. Because they happen at really, like, important points. And so I'm just here, like, trying to be scared, trying to be, like, what's happening? Because something's going to happen in this movie. But then also it's just snapshots of someone, something unfortunately happening to someone else. And for the longest time, I felt like it was rape. Um, but then, sorry, spoiler alert, it's not. So it was just, it was an interesting decision to be made. Yeah, Um I definitely had a problem with those as well and not necessarily the vagueness because you know it's a horror movie we know that the like main girl who keeps staring out of windows has some traumatic backstory Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that was weird to me is how unclear it all ends up being still like Mm -hmm. it does turn out um, that they all had a not even friend but like high school acquaintance and the kind of ringleader of their group Danielle who is now like a you know Instagram lifestyle blogger um, she basically bullied this girl to the point that she committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, but d- do we ever get an explanation for why? 
or how the main girl came to have a scar on her face. No. Because it seemed like that was going to be a huge part of the backstory because it's like why she quit acting mm-hmm. and why she's kind of jealous of Danielle's like exterior prettiness and success and all that stuff. She seems It seems to be entirely tied around that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like, oh, if you have a scar, this is how it must be. Like this is how the movie is presenting it. Mm-hmm. And we never find out like where that came from or why she's yeah. – dealing with it i think the scar might have come from the fact uh from the like girl who committed suicide i think she might have given it to her maybe in like as she was fighting back or whatever yeah i don't know um but for the most part it's we're never really told yeah where that comes from and it's kind of sucky because they do like you said build it up to be this important thing Mm -hmm. that we just never get any kind of resolution on yeah i i don't know it was it was interesting um but anyway, I also gave this two out of five. I I found it to be very similar to Karen Kusama's The Invitation, at uh-huh. least in the first half, where it's kind of like a dinner party that is, you know, a slowly boiling pot of like, oh, something's very wrong here. Yeah, yeah. That's a good analogy. Um, Thank you. No, yeah, because you, you know something's going to happen, uh, and you're just waiting for it to mm. happen. You're waiting for it to kind of get spooky, but until then, you're just kind of left with this uneasiness. Yeah, um, it, there is. A, it's it's not scary, but there is a tension to it because mm-hmm. it's obviously going to be bad. Just the way she looks at something, we hold on knives for a second too long. Oh, yeah, that that that's a very silly horror movie thing where it's just like we haven't been scary yet, but here's a shot of some knives in a kitchen to remind you that yes, the horror is coming. It's Don't on worry, its way. sit tight. Um. So so yeah. Yeah. But I, sorry, I think that speaks of a lack of confidence in the audience. <laughs> But to be fair, it's the Blumhouse Hulu audience, so it's probably like a bunch of 14-year-olds who are like, uh, hello, kill someone. Yeah. Uh, so I dig um, I dig the uneasiness. Um, once start stuff starts happening, like I'm like, okay, these, this is actually cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some cool, like, quote-unquote, scary moments or moments where, I mean, I'm not really on the edge of my seat, but like I was perked up, like I was paying attention. Yeah, there's an energy to it. Uh-huh. it it's like a fun genre energy thrill ride whatever Mm -hmm. to see who's going to be the first to die um who's going to betray who Mm -hmm. uh like those kinds of things are good aspects of this movie um and do i want to say improve the scariness score make it a two potentially make it a three but i think that the again the snapshots that i mentioned earlier are kind of what like holds it back for me okay yeah no there's definitely there are some stylistic choices in this movie that are questionable some of them work some of them don't Mm -hmm. um like i'm thinking specifically of the fact that they do like to overlap dialogue a lot too like Mm -hmm. they kind of make it echo and they kind of make it not match the lips and it's supposed to be like this internalized kind of feeling in the head of our main character who is suki waterhouse Mm -hmm. the girl with the scar um but it just it's strange and this movie has a very intense focus on mirrors and reflections in water. And it just, it feels very uh, student filmy mm-hmm. um, because this movie is, it's about surfaces. It's about like the image that we project to the world and the differences between this, the, you know, the life that this girl puts on Instagram and the life that she actually leads where she is a horrible murderous monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because bottom line is, like spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Suki Waterhouse and her friends have t- are teaming up to try and like torture a confession out of her that she did bully this girl to death because mm-hmm. they want to tank her career because yep. she bullied all of them when they were in high school. Yep. Um, but 
she kind of turns it around. She kind of manipulates one of the girls and brings her on her team. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of like two against two fighting mm-hmm. for survival mm-hmm. like in this house that's pretty closed off. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, I've never been in this exact scenario, so I that's don't know. Good. I don't know how tensions would actually run. Uh, and like what would be going in the mind of someone. And, you know, to be fair, they're all drinking. I'm sure there might have been some light drug use as well. Uh, so that does, you know, change people's inhibitions. But I imagine that if you're dead set on like torturing, not torturing someone, but like extracting the truth from someone, someone who berated you for years like ago, you're uh-huh. not going to be easily um, swayed by just, you know, hey, I can offer you rich fame and fortune, you know. Yeah, but but there's also the fact that um, Suki Waterhouse took it way farther than either of them had anticipated. That's true. That's true. Because they thought they were gonna just like corner her and like record her and just like kind of verbally berate her until she spoke. Mm-hmm. Um, but she ends up like being tied to a chair. Um, Suki Waterhouse, her tortures are not you know really bad. Mm-hmm. Like she kind of just does her makeup like Miranda sings basically, mm-hmm. um, and. She may or may not dump water on her or something. She definitely, you know, goofs her up a little bit, but she's not in pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, if your friend was doing that to someone that you grew up with, you'd be like, okay, let's calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, let's untie this person. Yeah. Because that is too far. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I forgot that Suki kind of just went off the deep end. Uh-huh. Um, if only because I was like, yes, finally you're acting or you're not, I don't want to say like that. No, you're no, finally, well, you know. You're unleashed. You're a mm. character because you're not just this shy girl whose clothes don't fit or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's actually something I wanted to say because you had mentioned that Suki Waterhouse's character is really boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is something that this movie does have in common with The Invitation because The Invitation stars Logan Marshall Green as someone who is also kind of dealing with his horrible trauma and not processing it very well mm-hmm. and like letting it kind of poison him from the inside. Um, and thus, both characters are very empty of emotion because they're processing all this trauma and just trying to push it back. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, it's not that the acting is poor. It's that it's not a very dynamic character to watch mm-hmm. um, because they are kind of this hollowed out shell person, both mm-hmm. of them. But once that midpoint hits and Suki gets to kind of let her hair down, things get really exciting. And like her character improves by a wide margin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, it's not saying that people who are dealing with that stuff aren't interesting. It's that if a script, you know, isn't really getting in their heads, they can be a really blank slate to watch. It can be a lot of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so that gets really interesting. And I think that explains why the friends would turn against her so quickly. Maybe not to the point of knife murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> but at least to the point of not being on her side to torture this girl. Mm-hmm. I get that because one friend, you know, well, one friend goes on the other side, like completely like 180. That's Chloe. Um, that's Chloe's character. And then there's Kayla. Yes. Who's played by Kirby Hal Baptiste from Barry and the Good Place. Um, Her character is just like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I love her line where she's like, God, this is all just so dumb. You're all the dumbest people I've ever met. That was I good. should be at home with my, you know, betrothed or whatever. With her girlfriend. With her girlfriend uh, who they're planning on moving in together. Um. And I was like, good for you. Like, you you know this is all just so dumb. Uh, but and, go ahead. But spoiler alert, isn't it the ultimate U-Haul lesbian move for, like, a year in to die together? I don't know. It's like, that's just moving so fast. Okay. Sure. Just, I don't know enough about lesbian culture to be, like, any to say yes. I know they like the Home Depot. Okay. I mean, I was just, you know. If they ever take a trip to the Home Depot. Lesbians, 
Tell me that my joke was great because I know it was. Okay. I don't, I have no opinion. No, just because you're supposed to do that in old age, but they're like, let's just do it now. Let's get it over with. Okay. Um, perhaps. You know lesbians better than I. Okay. But anyway, yes. Um, one of the main characters is a black lesbian. And yes, she does get murdered first. So good job. Yeah, that was sad. I was like, okay, yeah, you know, they're including a woman of color. They're making her queer. Uh, and I was like, Yay, Blumhouse. Yay, you know, Sophia Takab. And I was like, mm. oh, she's the first to die. How unfortunate. Yeah, and then, and then her partner dies. As well. And so it's like, well, I want Thank you. Thank you for this representation. Uh-huh. As if we weren't reminded enough that queer bodies are tagged for death. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. So, I don't know where I was going with this, but. You're but, talking about how they turned on her and one of them didn't. Never mind. This um, conversation took a turn. Yeah, we we've kind of we're covering, <laughs> we're we're well beyond the realm of the topic that we were supposed to be on, and that is fine. All right, so now we're on campiness. Or? Yes, let's do campiness. Three. Fair. Oh, you know what? I am gonna have to agree with you. I was giving it a two, mm-hmm. but then I remembered all the like self help, like quips that Danielle had in the end when she was trying to murder people about mm-hmm. like, you're really manifesting tonight. I'm so proud of you. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, that's real silly. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should mention that Danielle is a YouTuber. She's like a vlogger. Yeah. And she's a beauty vlogger and she gives like self-help advice and she's about to get a television show. If we haven't already mentioned that. I mentioned that she was like a, you know, self-help wellness guru, Mm -hmm. Instagram person. Mm -hmm. She makes millions or whatever. Um, 200,000 in passive income alone. Uh, and (laughs) this is the part where Sergio's eyes lit up. Yeah. I was like, Oh, money. Um, and her, her, well, the, actual content of the movie is bookended by danielle's like beauty tips at the beginning uh-huh. and then spoiler alert um a beauty tips not brought to us by danielle but by uh, suki waterhouse whose character's name i do not recall exactly um and those part those parts were campy as fuck i mean the beginning part it was just kind of confusing i was like what the fuck is this yeah you thought it was a commercial on hulu yeah i was like this is just a really bad commercial um hulu gotta step up its game <laughs> uh and then the second one i was like okay this is just really really campy and funny and like showing just like the hollowness of internet celebrity and mm. just how kind of like fake and forced it is um and manipulated and yeah i mean you know personality is rhetoric you know it's interesting um but uh but yeah it was funny and that was to me the campiness part the best part of the campiness i agree um and i will say look i've been a i've been pretty harsh on the script for this movie but i do think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on here um this movie was directed and co-written by sophia takal who did just direct and co-write black christmas Mm -hmm. which is another another holiday horror movie with like very strong feminist themes Mm -hmm. um or at least like themes about women's lives because i don't know that near new use a feminist film specifically mm-hmm. um it's it's just about the kind of dangerous world of like surface level instagram culture causing women to tear each other apart basically mm-hmm. um which i don't know is like a feminist thing necessarily it's just like about women's lives mm-hmm. um but yeah no it's both of those movies are very political and very like you know politics forward and i do think this movie for me worked better at that Mm -hmm. um i think she probably had maybe not more time to work on it but i think the ideas were clearer Mm -hmm. um i and i really liked like the the makeup torture the the whole miranda sings thing Mm -hmm. like because 
she's using her own like beauty products to turn her into this garish looking clown. Mm -hmm. And I do think that that's a really interesting visual metaphor to underlie like the way that beauty can be used as a weapon or, you know, to destroy people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't know. I guess that's not campiness, but I was just trying to say that like, there are a lot of things I liked and a lot of things I disliked Mm -hmm. about the kind of, you know, subtextual nature of this movie. Mm -hmm. But yeah, most of my campiness score comes from the house itself, which has a sauna in it. Oh yeah. Which is bananas. That's wild. Um, And then also when um, Kayla and Suki Waterhouse are trying to escape the house, they go through the garage and they immediately tried to open it by hand, Mm -hmm. the garage door. Mm -hmm. It's like this, this is not how garage I've been in hundreds of garages in my life just push the button it's mm-hmm. inside the door mm-hmm. it's gonna be right there what yeah. are you doing yeah um as someone whose parents work um exclusively with garage doors mm-hmm. i know that there are multiple ways to get out of a garage door whether or not like it's electronically functional uh-huh. um there's like an escape there's a button there's just so much you can do a catch or whatever uh-huh and so the fact that they didn't do any of it i'm just like Oh, yeah, come on now. They kind of just tried to put their fingers under where, like, between the garage door and the ground and, like, lift it up. Uh-huh. And to be fair, it was successful. Um, it's a hard way to do it. Um, but, you know, you needed to be afraid for them for a minute. Uh-huh. So that's fine. I did. I like, was um, afraid for them. I was like, are you are you all right? <laughs> are you well mentally? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're being chased by two crazy yeah. bitches. How is your mental health right now? Um, but I did like how once they actually lifted the door, uh, Chloe and Danielle were waiting for them on the other side, uh-huh. and then Kayla's character just like really like cur- not karate chop, but like no, she, drop she, kicks she, Chloe. Yeah, she kicks Chloe like right in the boob. Yeah, it was funny. It was, she was like, "Yeah," and I was <laughs> yeah. like, "Okay, good job, Kayla." Um, yeah, so that was one of my favorite moments that made me laugh too. Yeah, this movie, it, like like we said, it it really kicked into gear in mm-hmm. the second act, and it's a lot of fun. And I did like the interpersonal, like, dinner party tensions of the first act, too. Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of the horror-y stuff wasn't landing for me. But the idea that Suki is just kind of stewing and can't handle her hatred of Danielle any more than she already has. And she keeps, Uh like, sniping at her in these really cruel ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the two halves are very different, but they complement each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's your effect score? My effect score is... What's it going to be, Brennan? Effects, effects, effects. Okay, roll a die. Um, it's a six. <laughs> effects, uh, two, one, two. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't. There wasn't much. Yeah, I don't recall a ton. Like, I mean, I'm the uh, Kirby Hal Baptiste gets her head hit against a counter, which is rough. So I'm gonna give that a two. Um, yeah, but like everything is just really not really an effect. Yeah, it is. It's you know TV movie level mm-hmm. of. Like it's not incredibly gory. There is some blood going uh-huh. on. There's a very pretty shot of Danielle in the pool with kind of blood spraying around her. Uh-huh. Not spraying, but like oozing out, spreading through the pool. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, yeah, that was cool. I'm trying to think. I thought the, maybe the sauna. I really did feel like I was in the sauna. Oh, that was rough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you just feel the sweat and the dehydration and. Yeah. Fun fact about me, I that was the first time, that same day we saw that movie, was the first time I'd ever been in a sauna. At the gym. Yeah, because I was like, I'm going to be brave and go in here with all these other men. And honestly, it's fucking gross. So mm. take it from me. It's not it's not cracked up to be great. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's really hot. And I could only stand it for a minute. Um, granted, I had a shirt on, but still. Uh, so, so yeah, it's, it's just gross in there. But you felt it. You, you feel it, yeah. 
I'm surprised they didn't strip when they were in there because you can only be clothed in there for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm also surprised that they didn't realize that they had a bottle of champagne with them the whole time that they could have used to smash the window. It took them like a full half hour to be like, oh, yeah, let's look over. Let's look for clues mm-hmm. <laughs> or for things we can use. Mm-hmm. They were like, we'll just sit here and allow death to take us. Mm-hmm. And again, another reason Kirby Hal Baptiste should have survived this movie because she's the only one who has a brain in her head. <laughs> yeah, she's a doctor. Good for her. Yeah, well, it's like a child psychologist or something. A doctor. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, w- I was just trying to be specific. I uh-huh. wasn't saying that's not a doctor. Uh-huh. Um, she definitely helps children on a one-on-one basis. I don't remember that, somehow. but I believe you. Yeah, no, she talked about uh, like a girl that came in who had like really intense problems, and she was like helping her and watching her grow and like being really proud of her and stuff, mm-hmm. and like making a difference. Mm-hmm. Good for Kirby. I know she's great. All right, so next category is next category <laughs> is quality, quality, quality. Two. Okay, fair. I'm giving it a three. I had fun. All right, I'm giving it two. Um, does it deserve a three? In terms of like a feature length film, it deserves a two. In terms of That's made fair. for TV movie, it, mm-hmm. it's a three. Um, These, yeah, the different scales. Uh, so I will give it a two slash three for different categories. Great. Um, I thought it was fun. And you mentioned this earlier. The script is actually really tight um, with the, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Save for the scar, I think everything makes sense. I think all the relationships make sense. I think they're well thought out. Yeah, and they're obviously exaggerated, but they make sense like in this world. Mm-hmm. There's a good dynamic between them. You can see everyone's motivations. You can see what motive. Well, I was going to say what motivates them to do what they do, but mm-hmm. I just said that. I, uh, so, yeah, I give it a two slash three. Yeah, like, these characters aren't complex, but they're well-drawn, mm-hmm. and you get them. Mm-hmm. And It's not that I don't think they're not complex. I think they can be complex. I think how they're portrayed portrays them a little bit one-dimensional. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, but, yeah, with the exception of the Suki Waterhouse of the first half of the movie, where you're kind of like, I get it. Come on, let's, uh, let's pick up the energy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or at least, like, you know, I'm not asking her to, like, be happy or like be energetic it's just like show me anything because mm-hmm. it's a very empty performance until she kind of makes that turn mm-hmm. and kind of uh goes unhinged a little bit yeah um the movie is building up to the part where she does turn and you know danielle is trapped or whatever mm-hmm. um but until then like you're just left with this really emotional suki waterhouse and i think it might have been a better movie had she been kind of vivacious and leaning into it or whatever and then we see her turn completely and be like okay she's a crazy psycho girl too you know yeah like it would have been a more shocking twist if she wasn't acting like sullen and moody and clearly hating danielle the whole time Uh uh-huh because for me the twist wasn't that suki hated danielle it was that kayla and uh chloe were also on board with hating danielle because until Mm -hmm. then you never got any indication of that that is true like, the fact that they were planning this from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, I think the movie thinks we're kind of dumb uh, in that regard because mm-hmm. they're just kind of talking about her as if nothing's wrong because, you know, it's presumed that those two like her and uh, Suki Waterhouse's character doesn't. Uh-huh. But if you're planning on tying someone up, I feel like you're going to talk about that or rehash it right before Danielle shows up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, because there is like a line that you're supposed to be like, oh, that's what they were talking about. Because mm-hmm. Kirby Hal Baptiste is like, Are you nervous? And Chloe's like, no, should I be? And Kirby's like, I am. Mm-hmm. And so you're, I think you're supposed to be like, wow. But it it it's it really d- does just feel natural about like we haven't seen this friend in years, and they're super famous now. Mm-hmm. And 
they this is the first time they've like actually reached out to us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I still stand by my remark that it could have been like the, the script was, itself was tight, um, but there were just some odds and ends that keep it from being like I would say a recommendable movie. I don't know. I would recommend it. Yeah, like um, look, it, it it it's not a movie where you're like, oh yeah, totally go watch it. But you know, if you're you know, starved for something to watch, like on a New Year's and you're a horror fan and <laughs> you're tired of watching New Year's Evil over and over again. Like mm-hmm. this is a solid mm-hmm. like way to occupy your time till midnight. Yeah, it was fun. Um, uh, yeah, I had fun. Great. I can re- look. I've seen the movie a full two days ago mm-hmm. and I remember a lot of it. That's so true. that does say something about just how tight the script is and how like it can solidify in my memory because mm. not a lot of things do <laughs> true like usually because sometimes our schedule does kind of force us to have a little bit of a gap between watching the movie and recording about it mm-hmm. and sometimes that'll completely obliterate you'll be like what movie we're we talking about never heard of it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um but that's not the case here yeah it was it's solid it, it, it it's you know kind of unremarkable in a lot of ways mm-hmm. but i had i had fun watching it okay um, anyway, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to say? No, that's it. I'm intrigued by what the other um, Blumhouse features have to offer. Yes. The, the, yeah. I, this makes me not scared to watch them because I was like, should we commit to watching 12 of these? Because what if they're terrible? Mm-hmm. We're watching um, 12? Yeah. One a month. Oh, wow. Who knew? I, I told you and I asked you like 13 times if that was cool with you because I was like, this is a big commitment. You must and have you asked. said yes all those 13 times. Well, you know, hey, I'm just I'm just not thinking about it. Oh my god. Um. Anyway, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Scream One Hundred One Pod. Um. Our theme song is a beat for you. And next week we're actually going to be continuing our Into the Dark marathon. So we'll find we'll really get a broader view of if this is a good idea or not. We're watching the February one. It's called Into the Dark Colon Down. So that makes me think it's about an elevator, but we'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, until next week, good luck on your journey. And stay gold, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart.